In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Grit is defined as the stubborn refusal to quit. That is grit, and we need men of grit like never before. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we We salute salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, and this is Equipping Men in 10. And as you could barely tell from our perfectly harmonized voices i'm here with my brother from another nut mother dale culver how you doing my man i'm doing good hey man i know you got a man law before we get into that i want to tell our listeners make sure you guys head on over to our website we got a cool thing going on right now we've uh, remodeled our office and we pulled out we've got like 75 next level which is the most comfortable t-shirt i've ever wore uh next level t-shirts with our men in the arena logo on it it's from our 2019 conference season and we've got about 75 of those in in various sizes from i think triple x all the way down to maybe even medium or large and uh, we're going to just give those away to those of you guys who go to our website barely any medium if we have barely any, any probably not lots medium. of large mediums are like 110 pounder guy size Little. if you're like 150 or over you'll want a large so yeah Anyway, have you head on over to our website at meninarena.org? Uh, we have a survey for you. And where will they find that survey, Dale? Very front, top of the page there. All right. There's you'll be able to get our. Says, is there a picture? Get of a free t shirt. All right. There's a generic icon of a t shirt. And it's really not free. Uh, we made it and yeah. we're going to ship it to you. So it's costing us about 20 bucks a pop to do that for you. But guys, we want to get rid of these shirts. Uh, you guys in the arena are our heroes, and so we want to bless you guys. And so if you would do that, uh, like I said, limited supplies. And so if you uh, don't have a, a size shirt that fits you, don't be crying about it. Don't be a little whiny baby. Uh, first come, first serve. All right. Hey, Dale, you got a man law for me today? I do. Um, this one, uh, my wife and I have been pretty good at this one, but I've seen it destroy some relationships. And that's when you're making big decisions, you should probably be on the same page with your wife. Uh, especially like financial ones, when you go out and buy a car, I mean, I had a dad that would just pull up and there would be a vehicle there and my mom would be like, what the heck? And he would like sign her name on the deal. Uh, (laughs) uh, Not so good. I know guys that uh, they squirrel away money. They hide it from her. Um, Mm. Buying things without talking to her. If you're bringing something to the home, you should probably have a conversation with your wife first. Yeah. So I've seen this stuff destroy uh, relationships. 
Yeah, I, I remember when my parents were struggling with their marriage and going through counseling before their divorce. She brought up a pair of golf clubs, a set of golf clubs he bought early on in their marriage, and she still hadn't forgiven him or forgot about it. Wow. And so I think, yeah, having the wife show up uh, on a Thursday telling her, hey, honey, we're moving to another country <laughs> on Friday is probably not good. So, yeah, those big decisions, I would say, what, 500 bucks are over? What do you think? I don't know. Yeah. Depend on your budget. You guys, you know your budget. If it's a, if it's going to be a hit on your budget, talk to your wife. Yeah, so, like, for me, five bucks I communicate with my wife first. <laughs> well, especially since she doesn't, she gives you all the money. So she, you're on the whole allowance plan. So, hey guys, I want to get into the meat of the podcast today. And I've, uh, I, I read a lot of books every year. A lot of them I read for the podcast, some I read for fun. And uh, I've been reading a couple of Mark Batterson's books. He's a pastor, I think it's National Church in Washington, D.C. And uh, he's a, a really great author. Anyway, he wrote a book called Play the Man, and the subtitle is Becoming the Man God Created You to Be. Mark has not been on our podcast. We've actually uh, tried to get him on, but his schedule is so tough. Uh, he said yes, and then uh, we were talking to uh, his other people, and it just didn't work out. So we do want to get him on one of these days and have him talk about one of his books. But I, I do want to pull a couple things out of his book, Play the Man, that I thought was really, really, really important. And that book deals with, it's kind of a two-fold book. It deals with rites of passage but and uh, in the second half. But the first part of the book deals with what I call virtues of manhood. You know, again, a virtue is not a virtue is not a spiritual gift. Uh, it's not a gift. Of, it's not a fruit of the spirit. You know, a, a virtue is this quality or a characteristic that men possess, or that a person possesses, that makes them a person of character or integrity. And so, Mark has seven things, and he's he's given them fancy not titles, and they're catchy. I'm going to break these down to. Um, common vernacular, all right? So here we go. And I think this is really important. So so measure, you know, get, test yourself, guys. Do you pass the test of having these seven virtues? The first virtue is this, toughness. So Dale, when you think of toughness, give me one sentence to describe toughness to you. Oh. Okay. The, that, the, I, ability, I, I, the ability to withstand uh, not just pressure, but... Uh, uh, an attack. Okay, well, that's really good, man. Brian Doyle, our friend Brian Doyle, founder of Iron Sharpens Iron, says men are made for pressure. They're yeah. built for pressure. Uh, Batterson says, quote, being a tough guy means sticking up for yourself when you get offended, which is what you said. And then he said, which you also said, sacrificing yourself for the sake of others. So there's a toughness in being sacrificial, right? You know, we watched the movie Titanic, and we're like, oh, that coward you know, who was fighting for the gal and he hid to survive. But we don't realize is on that on that boat, only a uh, um, hundred women out of like fifteen hundred died because the men died. The men went down with the ship. There are only um, what was the number? Thirty or no, no, eight out of thirty five thousand men mem uh, deaths on the memor uh, Vietnam Memorial. There are eight women, you know, men willingly sacrifice. That's toughness. There's a toughness to being willing to sacrifice, right? The second virtue of manhood, which I really enjoyed this, is childlike wonder. And one of my heroes of my youth ministry days, the founder of Youth Specialties, Mike Iaconelli, wrote a book called Dangerous Wonder, and it is such a good book. It is so good. But childlike wonder is to live 
as if you will die tomorrow. That's a quote from Gandhi. Live as if you will die tomorrow. And then Batterson says, learn as if you will live forever. So that childlike wonder, and I always, I do a Bible study with some 22 to 19, 18 to 22 year olds. And we had this discussion about heaven. And I said, I have a theory. I can't prove it in scripture. But Jesus says, unless you're like a child, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. And I believe that when I get to heaven, I'm going to have a 20-year-old body, which, man, I loved my 20-year-old body. 8% body fat. Me too. Benching 400, full head of curly hair, and my Marlboro Man mustache. Mm. Oh, man, baby. But with a 5-year-old mindset to where girls are just buddies. They're just buddies. Mm. They, there's nothing sexual. So I think heaven's going to be like that. There's, there's not going to be anything sexual going on. It's going to be just friendships and people you love and, but, and this wonder of a five-year-old. You know, guys, we need to get that. You guys listening, many of you are in the stress bubble of life. And life is more than driving to work back and forth. Find moments of wonder. I mean, the small of your wife's back, you know, watching her get out of the shower, you know, going up in the mountains and just staring at us at the sunset or sunrise, just being in awe of life. Get that wonder back. If you're one of those guys and you're living to retirement, man, that's not good. Tony Campolo said, instead of praying, if I die before I wake, many people, many men should pray, if I wake before I die. And so, guys, we want to live our lives awake. We want to live our lives wide open. We want to live our lives to the fullest, and that comes from childlike wonder. So uh, virtue number three is willpower. And I know a lot of guys who are super Christians will go, oh, well, that's not not willpower. That's, that's you know, putting it, you're not secular humanism. No, no, it's not. Willpower, according to Batterson, is to choose your attitude no matter what the circumstances. Maxwell used to say, your attitude determines your altitude. And so we want to, in other words, uh, in this chapter, he quoted Jack Hayford. It was very, very powerful. Jack Hayford's a wonderful pastor, Church on the Way. I think it's in Van Nuys, California. And, and Hayford said this, dealing with willpower. He said, make decisions against yourself. And I'll tell you what, right, in two hours, I'm getting ready to go on a mountain bike ride that's going to be super, super painful, and I am not looking forward to it. And I, I saw it on my workout schedule two weeks ago, and I'm like, ugh. But I have to make some decisions against myself to get that done, right? If I'm going to put the right foods into my body, I need to make decisions against myself. So willpower, uh, the Bible is for you super Christians, guys, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus, but sometimes guys get a little legalistic with stuff. It's the fruit of the Spirit called self-control. That's what we're talking about. It's having the ability to make decisions against yourself. It's, it's freedom does not come from being able, to, being able to say yes to anything you want. Freedom, biblical freedom, is the ability to say no to whatever you want. In other words, biblical freedom is the ability to make decisions against yourself so that you can live as your best self. I hope that makes sense. Okay, number four. Man virtue number four is raw passion. And I love what, what Batterson says here. He said he calls it the lust for life that doesn't settle for the stat for status or for status quo. In other words, it's a lust for life that doesn't care what you think about it. It's John Eldridge saying in his book, While at Heart, let the world feel the full weight of who you are and let them 
deal with it. Batterson says, lust is, or I'm sorry, raw passion is an insatiable energy that motivates you to live each day like it's the first and the last. And in that book, he he talks about Teddy Roosevelt. And guys, our organization's named after one of his speeches. And I'll tell you what, Teddy, I don't know if you ever professed faith in Christ, but if you want to talk about a man who exemplified manhood on every area of his life except for the spiritual area, this guy was a man of passion. I'm reading a book right now called Better, Faster Leadership, and it's all about the building of the Panama Canal, and that was Teddy Roosevelt who drove that project. And so just really, really impressive. The The next level, the next uh, virtue, number five, which we've talked quite a bit about and we released a podcast about it, uh, we're going to release a podcast about it this week, is True Grit. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time on True Grit because we've talked to that talked to you about that a lot, but I believe this is the... This is the most desired and lacking virtue of men in our country today. Grit is defined as the stubborn refusal to quit. That is grit, and we need men of grit like never before. Jesus modeled grit before the cross. He modeled grit on the cross. Jesus is our role model for grit. The biblical word is endurance. If you want to learn more about that, check out Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Manhood virtue number six is clear vision. Andrew Jackson one time said, I was born for the storm. Don't you love that? That should be on a WWE uh, poster. I was born for the storm. In other words, uh, when we talk about clear vision, we talk about a man who understands who he is. And guys, uh, in, uh, in the fall, I'm re-releasing a book, and we've changed the title to Strong Men, Dangerous Times. In fact, we've got our—the original copies are called The Man Card, Five Characteristics Separating Men from Boys. This book is the best book I've ever read, and I wrote it, about what it means to be a man. What does a man do? A man needs a clear vision, he needs a clear target, he needs clear focus, he needs to understand who he is so that when he steps into the fray, he knows uh, what he's going to battle for and against. And we define manhood as five simple things, protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. The seventh man virtue is simply moral courage. And by moral courage, what we're talking about, guys, is we're saying building guardrails around your life so that you can walk in total obedience to the Word of God and the will of God. I have never met a weak Christian man. You know, the the ones that I see who are living for Jesus are strong. There's a strength in being a Christian man that others don't understand because I had a guy in my office just yesterday. He sat he sat right there. He was a pilot for one of the leading businessmen in our country. He was his personal pilot. And he's really he was he was working through some stuff. And I thought, you know, that is so cool because I told him, you're a strong guy, man. And he was like, well, I'm struggling with this area. And I said, no. I said, but I we used to celebrate that area when we were young men, but now we struggle to find victory. I mean, anybody can succumb to their sin. Any weak man can look at porn. Any weak man can cheat on his wife. Any weak man can be an alcoholic. Any weak man can be addicted to chewing tobacco or smoking. But it's the strong man 
who battles these things. And so this is what we're talking about by moral courage. We're saying it takes fortitude, it takes uh, strength to stand against sin and to walk in moral obedience and to obey God's word as well. Guys, I hope that helped you out. Those seven virtues are so cool. I'm really excited about this, and the book is great. Uh, thanks, Mark Batterson. Toughness, number one, childlike wonder, willpower, raw passion, true grit, clear vision, and moral uh, courage. So, Dale, what do we got? What's next, man? Yeah, we just want to remind you guys to go on over to the website, meninthearena.org, and enter the uh, form and get your free shirt. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.